Today's episode is brought to you by McLean Middleton, providing trusted legal services to businesses throughout the region for over 100 years. Hi, everybody. This is Jeff Feingold, editor of New Hampshire Business Review with our associate editor, uh, Amanda Andrews, our producer, Amanda Andrews. She's got a double, uh, a double life. And this uh, podcast we have on as our guest, Erica Canales, who is the uh, executive director of the COAS Economic Development uh, Corporation, which happens to be celebrating its 25th anniversary this year, which is kind of cool. Uh, and, you know, Erica's here to talk about the really, I, I think, some really great stuff they're doing up in the North Country, because the North Country, for better or worse, is kind of a forgotten part of the state, uh, occasionally, well, not just occasionally, but often. When people, the South and the Notches don't think too much about it, but there's a lot going on and there's a lot of lot that needs to go on up there after, uh, you know, recovering from, still recovering from the uh, end of the mill, the timber industry, well, not the end of it, but the demise of the timber industry. And uh, Erica, first of all, welcome to the, welcome to the podcast. We're glad to have you on. Thank you for having me. So anyway, uh, I just wanted to get started with you talking about this. We, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, you and I, about some really cool new initiatives you're doing. And one of them I was, I, one I'd like to talk about a little bit right now is something it's called pop-ups. Now it's kind of, it sounds like really a cool, I, I, it's, it's a concept I hadn't heard about uh, before. So could you explain that to us? Absolutely. Uh, so typically um, in some more metro areas, you might see a pop-up business be something that you might just occur over a weekend or through just a holiday period. Um, we kind of took that to the next level where um, we looked at the pop-up as more of a, a longer term trial run of a business trying to get itself off the ground and go for a storefront opportunity without the large fear commitments of uh, you know lease long-term leases and and landlords. Um, and so we we said you know we're gonna we're gonna try to help businesses that either close due to COVID. Um, the, with COVID, a number of home businesses started, and we just wanted to try to be that sort of small-scale incubator. So these are like basically home businesses that uh, people just kind of started starting. Well, obviously started during COVID, but other times as well, and it, and they've been relatively successful. And I'm thinking of this like kind of like a taking a a baby step maybe towards becoming a. Uh, a business, uh, you know, a, a standalone business outside of its, uh, outside of the home. Is that really what you're talking about? So it's mostly a retail operations we're talking about? Uh, there's actually a variety of things that I can uh, share. And it is, it's about, you know, putting that big toe, get that big toe in the water and, and see if it's ready to go. Um, in our Lancaster location, we'll actually be bringing in a sort of lifestyle retail business that she had closed due to COVID and, you know, was nervous about getting back in. So we use this opportunity. Uh, in Colebrook, it's actually a gentleman who started a coffee roasting business in his backyard. Um, and we're going to be getting him into a building so that he can serve the public as well as continue to grow his subscription service. Uh, in Berlin, uh, we had a, uh, a gentleman that's starting up a, a disc golf company in uh, both uh, paying, uh, 
selling the discs, but also designing the bags that will then be manufactured in Berlin. Huh. And, uh, and so that's been really exciting. And then in Gorham, we've got a, a woman who's looking to start up an antique and gift uh, store right in downtown. And, and so, you know, all these were empty business storefronts or a business that had a space within it that could have can host a business. And, uh, and so far, you know, we've got four out of five. We're just waiting to fill our uh, Whitefield location. Uh, they all officially launched September 1. That's really cool. Now, could you talk a little bit about what, what how does this work? I mean, what, what do you have? A, you have a grant program or what, what is it? What is, what is the, the, uh, that the, that, that co-ops economic yeah. development law firms yeah. Uh, so we have uh, do $5,000 grants for the three months. It covers the signage uh, developments and marketing. Uh, it covers the pre-negotiated lease MOUs that I have with the landlord. So it's, and you know, depending on the location, it varies, you know, up to, you know, $2,000 to cover three months of rent. So it's a little bit, it helps the landlord out as well, um, as well as business insurance and some other, you know, startup needs for fit up that they might need to get the space into their liking. That's really cool. So, so the, now the goal is you're giving them like also other resources as well in terms of like assistance, get, getting off, you know, getting started and. Yep. Uh, so part of the agreement is, you know, as being an economic development corporation, our, our, you know, heart and soul is with the business technical assistance. And so I meet with them four times uh, throughout the minimum through that period of making sure we've got a business plan, we can look at cash flow projections, uh, work on marketing plans, see what's working for the branding. Um, and just, you know, make sure that they feel like they have the skills and assets ready to go and, you know, potentially creating a long-term relationship with that landlord or go back to the drawing board and figure it out. So what, what sort of spurred all of this? Uh, so my background actually uh, is a, a master's in, in planning and policy. And so I know from, uh, you know, building master plans and, you know, seeing what other economic development communities are doing. I had done our homework in New Hampshire and saw there hadn't been anything like this uh, to this scale, but I have seen other economic development corporations put this together. You know, in the North Country, we have so much vacant storefront space, you know, COVID did not help that. And so we really, you know, we had this funding that we want to get out to businesses to, to think outside the box and really try to give back and, and get those businesses spurred that is more than just handing out money. It's really, you know, it gives something to them. It gives something to the landlords that are looking to help pay their mortgages while they look, as well as the community itself. Um, you know, it's exciting to see something new and going and that can be contagious. And, and that's really the heart and soul of, of what this pilot program is all about. I, th I think it's really cool, and you know, and I'm thinking about this because, in particular, about Lancaster, because we've written about Lancaster in the publication several times over the last few years about how there's really been a, a concerted effort to revive the downtown there. You have the the noise building being completely renovated, and I guess as a result, in relation to that, they had a lot of the storefronts nearby have been revived or you know spruced up. 
is that is that something that that some of the other communities are doing there as well like whitefield and some of the others you mentioned uh yes and we also have additional grants um that we're uh involved with where it's called our community uh business beautification program so we you know also there on main street in lancaster you know replacing some windows um working on you know uh dressing up the outside with paint or siding or landscaping uh the same is happening you know we're seeing that in in colebrook um and definitely definitely in gorham um and so I, I feel like between these programs and you know even what some of the local you know cities and towns are doing um there is there is a concerted effort by by all the the town uh planners and and managers to to you know if the money's there to invest it and reinvest it yeah i also had a couple of questions that are related to this one of them is you know one of the, i've talked about the uh the economic difficulties up in the in, in the north country just in terms of uh you know population and in terms of uh just having the the resources like broadband and other things that uh, that most of the other parts of the state do have but uh one thing i'm thinking of in particular is this thing that's been in the news the last actually just maybe the last week or so is this proposal to build to a train from passenger train from montreal to boston with a stop from what i understand in gorham i mean have you were you aware of that and if you you know if not i mean what what are your thoughts about that and how would that affect something like Gorham? Uh, I was not aware of that. Um, and I actually do serve on the New Hampshire Canada Trade Council. Um, but I, I mean, we do we do strive to make a, a nice partnership with our Canadian partners to to create that that tourism going back and forth. And, um, you know, I think as long as, you know, we we do it you know, with smart planning efforts, it, it could it could be a great opportunity, especially through the North Country. Yeah, I was thinking about that, how 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 much of an uh, an impact that might have in terms of bringing people from Montreal up, you know, that because you know it's it's a it's a, just a great opportunity to bring more people in, into uh, into the area, and also coming from Boston as well, not just from Montreal, but on the other way back. But anyway, let's just take one little break. I'll be right back. McLean Middleton is one of New England's premier full-service law firms, with headquarters in Manchester, New Hampshire, and offices in Concord and Portsmouth, New Hampshire, and Woburn in Boston, Massachusetts. McLean Middleton has over 100 attorneys in five locations and has been providing trusted legal services to businesses throughout the region for over 100 years. A full-service law firm with practice areas in corporate, tax, employment, litigation, trusts and estates, energy and environment, intellectual property and privacy, and data security, to name just a few. McLean Middleton's commitment to their clients, community, and colleagues has helped them to establish and maintain long-standing relationships as trusted advisors. Whether you are starting your business, growing your business, or preparing to sell your business, McLean Middleton has the experience to guide you through the complexities of the legal system. For a complete listing of their practice areas, attorneys, and locations, visit www.mclane.com. Hi, everybody. We're back with Erica Canales, the uh, the uh, executive director of COAS Economic Development. We're talking about some of the initiatives they're, they they're doing up in uh, up in the North Country. She's they're based in Lancaster, and 
Erica, the other thing you're talking about is is just in general, you know, helping uh, town towns, you know, th uh, thrive or, or to to to, I mean, to to just gain some momentum going forward. I know that there are communities like Littleton that have been very successful, which is also up in the North Country. And what what is what what do you think the the ultimate goal is here? Is it to is it to kind of attract people to live? In these communities, or what? What is it? What I mean? What What would you like to see from your I perspective? Think, yeah, I think it's a balance of it. Um, you know, we need it's kind of a chicken and the egg. We need the workforce housing to get the workforce to then be able to expand our businesses. You know, there's definitely a will. Our Our businesses are chomping at the bit to continue growing, um, and we just we really need to get that that workforce to be able to be here, but also to be able to house them. And so, you know, just being conscious about putting the right thing first in terms of making that growth opportunity. And, and also just reminding people, you know, with, with the amount of outdoor rec tourism we have up here, hospitality, um, there really is something for, for everybody. And, you know, we look forward to the eclipse in 2024, where you know Colebrook and Pittsburgh are going to be the epicenter of tourism in uh, in April of, of that year uh, when we have the the eclipse. So we're, we need to get we're going to get ready for that. We're going to start getting ready for that now. Oh, that's cool! I didn't even realize that. Yep. Me neither. Oh wow! So and, is, and that's is been that a huge effort with the Department of Tourism, with uh, their their folks, us, um, and a number of other groups that really taken the charge, and we're trying to get our businesses started planning now, so we can make sure that all the funding is there and the resources, and it's it's going to be a big deal. What? Well, yes. Yeah, so what? Well, you know, I, I if you could explain to me, this is first I've heard of anything like this, and it, what what's What's the big deal? I mean, is it what kind of an eclipse is it, and why why Pittsburgh and, and Colebrook? Uh, well, so the way that the, the the trajectory of the eclipse, that's where it's going to be the longest, oh. and that's why there's going to be the focus on that area. Now, mind you, North Country in April, who knows what it's going to be like <laughs> up here? <laughs> so we have to plan for the worst case scenario with you know six feet of snow ice everything else but you know people that normally would have never thought to come to new hampshire we're gonna we're gonna be able to introduce them to you know our area our lodging our hospitality um and have this amazing event and this is in april of 2024 correct yep cool that's really cool and uh, you know i I, I hadn't heard about this. I'm very interested in this because really, it is it is something that people do travel all over the world to 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 view eclipses or if that's the right idea if you're viewing them, but uh, to experience them. And I know I remember not too long ago there was the big gathering. Was it in Australia? Part parts of Australia to see eclipses. So I mean, it's possible that this could be a really big tourism boom for for the area. People that would never have thought to make their trip there, we're going to get to expose them to the to the great outdoors that we have here and and lifestyle and and hopefully they'll have an enjoyable experience and put us on the list to come back and visit again. That's really cool. Well, you know, we should have you on before this to remind people. We'll definitely keep you in the loop on that as we get more details because we know a lot of people throughout New Hampshire 
are going to want to come north and we'll want to make sure that we do it in an organized fashion so people aren't sitting on the highways for three hours you know yeah. trying to get to and fro yeah that's a good point you know that, now that brings it up you know we're talking about bringing visitors to the area and one of the big economic development stories that's been ongoing for several years now is the uh, is it's the redevelopment of the balsams resort and i know that's that's a major uh key for, uh, for for any kind of big economic development up there could do you have any idea what the status is and and you know what what the outlook is for that for that project uh from what i know i they've been very active um they're working very hard to see it come to fruition um you know they're trying not to make over promises uh, and they're just they're doing their due diligence and you know i think covid kind of really Put a halt on their planning efforts but i think they're they're back up and going and and trying to stay on target uh moving forward i mean am, am i am i overblowing the impact that the reopening of the balsams would do i mean from your perspective is, is that as big a deal as someone like i would think i think you're right on um you know as far as you know job creation and and economic revenues from tourism um it would be it would be great to get you know that area back up to the splendor that it once was. Absolutely, it's a great, it's a great, beautiful resource. That's really, it really is. I mean, it really is amazing. I had the pleasure of staying up there several years ago. It was just a wonderful experience. It was like going back in time. It was mm -hmm. really great. Uh, yep. The other thing, the other thing I wanted to ask while we while we have you there, because I know another major thing that we people down here talk about how important it is for you folks up there is broadband is what how i mean i know there are parts of grafton county that are really very diligently working on expansion of it what's the status of of any kind of broadband expansion up there right now there have been actually uh numerous committees and groups that uh have been diligently doing assessments doing inventories uh there have been community workshops to make sure that you know what some of these businesses are saying you know, are the, the speeds that they're supposed to be getting are actually getting. And if not, then we're being able to let those companies know that. Um, so there, there, there is a concerted effort to see with the, you know, broadband money that's coming through that we're ready to go to start implementing that. So we're very excited for the next steps to come. Because that, that would seem to me that would be like a part of also another way to attract more people up to the North Country because, you know, because as I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm at home right now working, and so is Amanda. And uh, you know, a lot of people can do that. You can work from your from your home, and why not do it if you could live up in a beautiful area like the North Country? You know, and it, but the thing is, if the, if the broadband's not there, it's just going to be really hard to attract people. Correct. And with the number of people that bought up our housing market um, mm -hmm. during COVID we know from hearing from them that as soon as that broadband gets put in they'll move up and be there more full time and work remotely um, i can tell you uh, if you know back in the day when I, I used to live in uh boston if i knew i didn't have to live in a city and i could live where i drove to you know every weekend you know driving six hours each way for my my play time i would have i would have totally moved up and uh never had to live in boston if i didn't have to that's that's really it's really interesting because you, you know you know we did so many stories during especially during the height of the pandemic about the people just escaping cities 
and moving to places like like the North Country, Lakes Region was another area, and and it's it's really uh, something that it doesn't seem that it's let up that much. I mean, the, the cities are coming back, and that's you know, that's great, but I still think there's a there's a there's a certain core of people who just say, you know, that's enough. I, I don't want to be there anymore. And uh, it's it's something that benefits uh, areas like the North Country a lot. Is is and there? And there's smaller projects, um, you know, some of my other um, regional development corporations have larger incubator buildings where they can actually you know, host the remote working from those larger locations. But mm. there's some smaller businesses that are trying to do it on a smaller scale so that there is you know, more of a central place. So you may not be at home, but you can you know, rent a desk or a space, you know, for a month at a monthly fee. And so we're starting to see more of that um up here and i think there's more opportunities for that but yeah when that broadband moves from the inventory assessment side into the actual building and integration in the next phase is uh i think that's going to be a game changer for us up here that's what they've been talking about for a long time and i and i and i really do hope it happens because you know that's one of the things about that a lot of people in new hampshire don't especially the southern part of the state don't understand is that for so many years in the North Country, especially around the Berlin Gorham area, but elsewhere where the big paper mills were and the, and the pulp mills, the, they employed thousands and thousands of people in good-paying jobs. You know, a lot of them were union jobs, and it was a, it, it was, it was almost like the rug was pulled out from under, from under them. You know, took a, it wasn't as quickly as that happened as pulling a rug out from them, but it was like really, it, it, you know, it was a long period where went into economic decline following such you know such economic robust such a robust economy for years and you know it's been a long slog back and it's good to hear these these little these these efforts being made and these strides being made towards you know economic recovery uh, absolutely and um you know I, I i we're on an upward momentum right now and i you know i think the amount of money that's you know coming in to for the communities to develop their their own needs more specifically um, is is a step in the right di right direction and um, and we've got some great town managers that are and, and selectmen that are taking the charge with it. Now, is there is there any other things you wanted to mention? Some programs that I, that I didn't mention that you'd like to point out to us? Yeah, there's one really neat one that we're actually working on in Gorham. Again, I have a, a great colleague in Nice Valley at the town manager there. She's been very supportive with this. Um, you know, we, we do see in a lot of our rural communities, you know, that businesses tend to have to operate their marketing planning on, in silos. And, you know, that's a can be a pretty big budget item out of your, you know, your operating budget. And so, we're actually trying to create what we call a cultural district in our downtown area here, where we're group helping the businesses kind of come together. And, you know, they tend to be the re restaurants, some art galleries, historical society, a medallion music you know, opera house, um, and some of the, the other sort of cultural type entities that we're kind of joining together and, and working with the State Department of Tourism to really create them they're a larger voice instead of them being as individuals and i've worked with the uh the, the new hampshire council of the arts and we've done some homework because we're one of the few states that actually doesn't have our own cultural district planning group that is you know paid by the state and so we're hmm. we're really taking the lead here to develop that and uh 
and and give them a voice that says, you know, if you're into that, you know, that creative placemaking, you want to come above the notches and see what we have to offer up here because there are some amazing artists that, you know, do this as a business and the restaurants and, and lodging to go with it um, that complement the, the, the outdoor rec that we have. That's really cool. So what, what do people, how do people find out more information about, about your organization? Uh, so we have a website. It's uh, www.coasedc so, uh, uh, org. So c o o s e d c org. Uh, we also have a Facebook page at Coas EDC, and uh, happy to 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 uh, get people any more information they'd like to know about any of these programs. That'd be cool. I mean, I, I have to say, I, I wish you all the best of luck because I, you know, I think. That you know you're doing some really good work up there, and I, it's 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 really it's it gives me a little hope about about humanity a little bit more. Thanks, Jeff. We'll get into why I don't have that much hope, but we'll get that's another that's a whole other podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for having us today. We we're we're very happy to be able to share the uh, the outside of the box thinking that we're we're working on up here. That's great. Erica Canales of the uh, COAS Economic Development Corporation, and we really appreciate you being on. This is uh, Jeff Feingold for Amanda Andrews saying be well, everybody. <laughs>